0: Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr.
1: We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today is author Jill Evans, the author of Travels with Jim. Travels with Jim follows two young adults, Jim and Sori, who travel across America to explore their place in the world. Jim Hobson's from affluence, but trades a life of comfort to escape from something she cannot name. Together they traverse the grittiness of life and discover that being with each other might be more important than their freedom. Jill Evans is a writer and editor with a passion for composing character-driven stories. She also enjoys writing memoirs. Jill has a B.A. from Stony Brook University and an M.F.A. from Lindenwood University and has been published in several magazines and newspapers. She teaches a creative writing class at Suffolk County Community College. Contact her through her Facebook page. Jill, welcome. Good morning. Well, I have to start in Travels with Jim, a very interesting novel, compelling novel. Uh, Describe it to those out there listening to the show as literary fiction. And it has a hook to it that the baby boomers are going to probably enjoy, or maybe not. We'll see. Uh, there's there's hints about Jim Morrison in this. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you how you uh, came up with this idea, and uh, what what's the uh, scent of the doors that's in this.
2: I think I was listening to uh, a television program about people who. Discovered that their parents weren't really their parents, or they never knew they were adopted, or they, uh, they didn't know it prior to a DNA test that their father wasn't their father. And so um, I came boy actually, or a man um, was, uh, grew up in poverty, was not well educated, and he was on a search for his father. I originally thought of John Lennon, the John Lennon character, but I wanted to have someone who was well-known that was much more rebellious because the theme of rebellion and freedom is one of the, one of the actual themes that go through the story in the book. And so that's, that was the seed that was planted. And, of course, there's a lot of research involved. You have to. I had to research Jim Morrison, The Doors music, um, California in the '60s, the hobo life, trains. That was a huge part of it. Freight trains, and then map out actually where his journey would take him, um, co- uh, cross country, because he he has this obsession to find his father, and he's been told throughout his life that his father is Jim Morrison. And so, um the bo that of in, in and out of the uh the actual plot and um some other complications.
1: So Jim, the character thinks believes that his father is Jim Morrison, has been told his father's Jim Morrison. Um what, what do we remember about Jim Morrison maybe? Let let's start there and think about Jim Morrison, lead singer of the doors, poet, um controversial figure so uh you know what kind of connections might he have to jim the illegitimate son
2: well i think um i there there's a lot of mythology around jim morrison and a lot of it has to do with his rebellion and his um that's not really an inability but his non-acceptance of a conventional life and reading up about his life and how he always wanted to be an artist. He always wanted to be a poet. And so rather than focus on the musical aspect, he really, um, the thing that hooked me about him was the fact that he wrote poetry. He published books. I have actually had one of his books that... um, that I kind of drew on. And um, I wanted to highlight the fact that he was a lot more creative in a sense of his love for poetry. So it really is a love letter to um, Jim Morrison's poetry and the ambition that he had to become a poet, which of course was his motivation for going to Paris. Um, but I really wanted to highlight that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, as I think about Jim Morrison and the Doors, I, I'm sitting here remembering that back in uh, like ninth grade. So I'm sort of Beavis and Butthead age at that point, <laughs> 14, with a Doors t shirt. People are strange. And uh, I'm thinking about that song People are strange unless you're a stranger, faces are ugly unless you're alone. Well, I. I Forgive me for remem- not remembering exactly that's the okay. lyrics, but you know uh, that's Jim Morrison's poetry there, and it did seem to be very uh, reclusive, very He um, seemed like a lonely person. W- was Jim Senior a lonely guy?
2: I think that um, he he seemed to be within an element, uh, but he was he was a really smart guy, and one of the things that I think a lot of people don't get is the fact that he was really into mythology. He was into William Blake. He was into the English poets. He read a lot um, of all kinds of different novels and um different writings, philosophies. So he's not just that facade, that rock star facade. He's more of someone who got wrapped up intellectually which I don't think a lot of people could relate to that level because they just saw him as a, as a rebel. Yeah. And they just saw his music as being rebellious filmmaker. And so I always picture that image of him in his, the film that he made of the loner walking down a desert highway, um, really kind of strange and creepy and uh, a stranger that might be so there's that metaphor as well that runs through the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll just mention a couple more door songs, and then we'll get into the characters. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, real quick. A crystal ship before you slip into unconsciousness. Uh, you know, right? th- those lyrics are wonderful. Um, and then when we come back from the break, you're going to explain to me the end. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> until then, uh, we'll be back in just a minute. We're talking to Jill Evans, the author of Travels with Jim. We'll be right back.
2: Sunbury Press Books brings you the work of unique and independent authors. Brown Posey Press is our imprint for fiction and nonfiction. Check out Neighborhood Girl, a memoir by Linda Shafino. Promise Full of Thorns by Jean Harkin, or Shake Hands with the Devil, the third volume of the Sweet Dream series by Tori Gates. Find these and more by clicking on the Brown Posey Press tab at sunburypress.com.
1: I'm back with Jill Evans. We're going to talk about the end. Not the end of the show, but the end, the song by The Doors. This is the end. Beautiful friend. Uh, What was Jim singing about there? And, you know, it's very dark and has uh, certainly literary connections, does it not?
2: Well, he always seemed to have this obsession with death. And whatever book you read, YouTube, or um, in, in books and things like that, that his friends would always point to the fact that he had this uh, obsession with death or what's on the other side. Um, what's on the other side of the door? And so, um, it's, but this is a, a theme that runs through all metaphysical mm-hmm. philosophy of, um, you know, are, are, we, are we just it? Is this just us? And so, because there is a, an air of mystery in terms of whether Jim Morrison is actually this character's father. And the character also is obsessed with death.
1: Right.
2: And he's obsessed with whether or not his father's alive or dead. He doesn't accept the fact that Jim Morrison is, is dead. Um, he has this constant... Uh, Urge to go out and find the darker parts of life, and so um, I think that's something that gets overlooked quite a lot in uh, in the way people kind of look at li- life. Is that until they're confronted, uh, it kind of stays in the back of in the back of their minds. But uh, I wanted to bring those in because he was so obsessed with death. Or what's on the other side of life, which is I think a better way to put it.
1: So Jim Junior has this thought that maybe Dad's still alive, which is a interesting, very interesting thread in the story. I know there's some legend about that. Did Jim Morrison really die? Um, you know, is there a, even a plausible theory here about that? I, I'm pretty sure Jim Morrison is dead, but it's kind of Hopeful to think that maybe a one-in-a-million chance he somehow staged his death or something happened. But well, what what are your thoughts on that? And how do you weave well, that into a, into Jim Jr.'s belief?
2: Well, there's a, a lot of mystery surrounding that. I mean, his, uh, his girlfriend, Pam Corison, was there and pretty much no one else. So that when he died, she was the only one who was witness to that. And she only brought in one or two other people before he was buried. So, and there was there was no autopsy, there was no coroner's inquiry or anything that would substantially document any of the things that happened in those last couple of hours. So, there is a mystery about it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of mysteries about a lot of famous people's deaths. I mean, just look at the cult of Elvis. So. Yeah. You know, or uh, is Lenin really dead? Did they fake their death? But I think one of the reasons that he went to Paris was because he wanted to escape the fame the fame monster, um, and get serious about writing his poetry. And so um I think that motivation really uh put him in a different uh light in terms of rock star status. I did want Jim not to believe that his father was dead. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jim Jr., he absolutely believes his father's alive. And he's going to dive bars and traveling rails and going to hobo camps looking for him. And so this is his quest. Um, It can be compared to all kinds of famous quests throughout literature.
1: Yeah. Some like a holy grail. Uh, so, Jim Junior is looking for Jim Senior in all the worst places in this country. Even though Jim Senior was last seen over in France, so uh, how does he? How does he deal with that? How does he? What, what's his logic between, behind his search?
2: Well, he 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 believes that his father's looking for him as well. So he's not only looking for his father, but he wants to experience his father in a way that his father is looking for him. So it's kind of these two. And so he um, he goes to places where Jim Morrison might have frequented it, for example, bars in Hollywood, um, you know, whiskey, a go go places where he might find the stranger, the man that, you know, is traveling, is walking the highway. And so, um, plus he, he's had that kind of upbringing that he, he doesn't know what work, what living in a a middle-class family is really like. He's been, uh, within that, that, um, poverty group, if, if you want to call it that. And he, he hasn't had that much of an education, So this is really the world that he knows.
1: You know, as you're talking and um, you're mentioning the places and all that cinematically. So those movie producers out there that are listening, all 500,000 of you, (laughs) (laughs) I I can see this as a movie and the soundtrack would be amazing. And uh, yeah, anyway, I'm digressing a little bit here. So we've got Jim Jr. looking for Jim Sr., but... Your other character, who's so important to the story, is Sori. So tell us about Sori, the girlfriend.
2: Well, um, Sori is a runaway, and she's um, she's led a very sheltered life. She's read books. She's extremely uh, misanthropic. She's never really been in social situations. She doesn't have any friends. And here she decides to run away. And uh, her parents are very controlling. And it's funny because a lot of the research I did on that was listening to YouTube videos of teenagers who talked about their parents being so controlling. And so I got a lot of ideas from that. And she runs into Jim. And Jim is a bit misogynistic. He doesn't know how to deal with women. He's of that. Jim Morrison generation type of attitude that women, you know, they're only good for a couple of things, but nothing really important. But sorry, she she's no slouch. She really tries to bring out that humanity that Jim Jr. lacks, and um, I think she's pretty successful, uh, and she stands up to him in many, many ways. So, um, I really wanted an a antagonist to his protagonist. And I think she, I rewrote her many, many times um, to kind of give her more strength uh, against him. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was my motivation for her
1: character. So not so much a free love character of the 60s, more so a liberated woman of the 70s or... Uh... Which what, gen- what generation or what era is the novel based in? Con- I'm assuming it's contemporary or fairly recent.
2: Well, it's it's based in 1993. Okay. And Jim Jr is 23 and Sorry is 18. So it's really that 80s generation. Mm-hmm. I think there's um a point in the book where Jim Jr says, "Listen, if you want to ride the rails, you have to wear this and you have to wear that and You know, make sure Doc Martens and things like that. And she's saying, but I hate grunge. You know, so there's some of those cultural references to that generation. But it's also um, it's about her loneliness because she really has never exposed herself to the outside world.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And Jim really has never exposed himself to certain aspects of the outside world or at least her world, which is extremely affluent. So um, there's a dichotomy there where uh, they can learn from each other. Yeah, I mean, I was drawing a lot on Jim Morrison's the attitudes of the 60s generation between men and women. And Jim Jr. reflected a lot of that in his actions.
1: Yeah, and a uh, nice hook to grunge and uh, the Gen Xers out there. All right, we're talking to Jill Evans, the author of Travels with Jim. We'll be right back.
0: Sunbury Press Books is your home for the writings of independent authors. Loch Ness Books is our young adult imprint, including Joe Harvey's Summer Changes Everything, Deanne Baker's The Boater's Club, and Arcane Maurer's Forbidden Powers series. Find these and other books by diverse authors at sunburypress.com.
1: I'm back with Jill Evans, the author of Travels with Jim. And uh, Jill, the... um, we talked about the different generations, the book set in the 90s, what Sori's like, what Jim's like. Um, without giving too much away, uh, how would you summarize uh, the story here at this point? Their relationship, maybe? I know we don't want to say whether Jim Sr. actually appears in the book. You'll have to read it to find out.
2: suggestion about a vis- the visuality of it is really spot on because it is very visual. They're traveling through the country. They're traveling throughout the country. They're going on freight trains, so there's a little element of danger. There's a little bit little bit of an element of different scenes and these different scenarios and different types of personalities that they run into. So yes, it's uh, it, it's very visual, and I could really easily see this translated into um a movie or a series of some kind. To wrap it all up, I think it's just it's it's a lot about loneliness, and which is really pervasive today. People talk on the phones, they get on the internet, but they don't really meet each other, and so that leaves a lot of want about physical contact and about being in a group, being in a tribe, and that's really what Jim and Sorry. Are looking for. He wants to be with his tribe and he finds that you know, hobos and and people that live in jungles and things like that, they they accept him for who he is and what he is. They don't question whether or not he's delusional. Same thing with Sorry, They don't question her either. They just kind of accept and they all um, you know, create a A tribe within a tribe of people that uh, are very loving in a lot of ways and also very averse in a lot of ways. So that's really the crux of the book.
1: So we've never been more connected, but never lonelier. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, you know, that was the 90s. Fast forward 30 years, that's even more. The case, and I think very relevant to today's uh, situation. So, uh, some great lessons there. So, uh, any anything going on with events, appearances uh, related to the book lately?
2: Not yet. I've been setting up um, a calendar for the spring, um, so I can speak with book clubs, speak with uh, libraries, go to bookstores, things like that. Right now, it's it's kind of been word of mouth and uh, me talking with people that I've known, for example, um, students that I may have taught in a creative writing class years ago, things like that. That are, I mean, I don't kind of pop it on them. They're they've always been interested in this book, and so they wanted to see the finished product, which is great. I mean, it's 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 very revealing to talk to people. And how they approach the subject matter in the book, and I'm always learning from that. So uh, we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, it's always tough to break in with a first novel, for sure. Uh, very creative idea here, and uh, the cinematic opportunities. Are, I can just see it in my my own mind, and I would I would love to see this on television or on the big screen if it could ever be produced. Um, it, it definitely has tremendous potential in that regard. So fingers crossed. Uh, even if yeah. it doesn't sell too many copies, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe somebody picks it up for for other reasons. Uh, w- are you writing anything else right now, Jill? Is there anything else planned? Any? I'm
2: currently working on uh, a Vietnam novel, um, but not from the uh, position of the soldier. In Vietnam, because uh, there's been a lot of books written about that, Um, and I don't think I could do one better, but the other side of it, where people are in this country trying to grapple with the fact of, is Vietnam a moral war? Is it something that we should be uh, in? Is it something that we should be fighting for? But it's also a lot of family dynamics. It's set in uh, Pennsylvania, it's set in around the Wilkes-Barre area where there's coal mines and things. I My parents came from that area and I grew up partially in that area. I'd go see my grandparents every summer. And so um, just learning from those uh, those different types of personalities. Because when you live in, you know, a suburb or something, the dynamics are a lot different than a smaller town where everyone kind of knows everyone. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I, I hope to be completed with it uh, within, you know, six months or so.
1: Yeah, that sounds very interesting. And uh, it's been a little while since I've saw one that was more from the family perspective. Um, and I'm trying to think in my own mind, uh, the uh, movies and, and shows and such uh, in that category of course, Archie Bunker and Meathead arguing all the time. <laughs> it's more of a comedic angle to it, but it wasn't so funny right. if you were living it uh, personally. So, well, uh,
2: there are humor aspects to it um, because I, I'm a firm believer that everyone needs a foil in their work, and you know, it can't be so serious and so heavy that you, you know the reader walks away depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, why did I waste my time reading that? Now I'm really depressed. You know, so there have to be moments of humor, which are inter- interjected into this new story.
1: Well, Jill, we're just about out of time. Where can uh, readers find you?
2: Um, they can find me at com. It's a WordPress website. I'm currently updating it. So, um, you know, I apologize if they get there and they're like, oh, what a drag But I'm currently updating it and trying to modernize it a little bit so that people can, um, you know, react to the book.
1: I think some people might develop an idea that you know where Jim Morrison really is and you're kind of hinting to it via your novel. (laughs) But maybe we can get a conspiracy theory going that will get some buzz and it'll go viral. (laughs) I've
2: had many reactions that say many very, very briefly many reactions where people say, this requires a sequel. <laughs>
1: there you go. So, you know,
2: maybe that'll be my third book.
1: <laughs> All right. Jill, it's been great talking to you. You can get Travels with Jim wherever books are sold.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.